Okay. So, what do I usually, a lot of times, teach on? Especially since I kind of oversee this area here at Harvest Church. Anybody have any idea? Helps. Kind of always hear me talking about helps ministry. Always teaching on helps ministry. Um, Well, I can't help but get away from it because, you know, obviously seeing it all the time, working with it all the time, it's near and dear to my heart. And I don't get an opportunity much to encourage you guys and to talk about it. And it's really what, what, what I would define helps ministry as is like the nuts and the bolts of the church. Or for a real crude illustration, you know, we're the body of Christ. It's the guts. It's the inside, you know, the pastors, the prophets, the teachers, the evangelists. Those guys are on the forefront, so to speak. Those are the ones you see. Those are the ones that you kind of give you an image, if you want to call it that. They're always kind of out front. Um, You know, they're like the surface or the face, the exterior of the body of Christ, if you want to call it that. But health ministry is the guts. It's on the inside. It's what keeps what's on the outside moving forward and working. So really, in the short end of it, every one of you in here is guts to me. You just the guts. But, again, the church, pastor, cannot function without the guts. The body cannot function without the guts. You take that out, it's done. It's over. Nothing's going on. Nothing's moving. The body's done. It's over. So we need the guts. We need helps ministry. But, before I really get into this message... I want to ask you guys something. What is one of the best ways, and, I, and I'll, I'll give you a hint for the answers, because so, there's, there's a lot of answers, and I don't, like, I don't like it when pastor drops a trick question on us. It's got 400 answers, and then he's you know, sitting there waiting for you to give you the one, and it's like, oh, I don't know what to put out there. So I'll give you a hint when I get done. But what is one of the best ways that you can bless God? Bless our Father. No, it's actually I'm not talking to helps ministry. That that would be a good answer, and that's that's true. But what is one of the best ways? Well, let me let me show you. Thank you, Abe, for your service doing help uh, worship. It's a blessing. It's good. I appreciate it. Justin, thank you for serving as an usher. You do a great job. I really appreciate what you bring to the table. Thank you for doing what you do with the kids, taking care of them. It's a huge blessing that keeps them out of here, that we can feed. I really appreciate it, really do. Thank you for overseeing all of the kids, all the children's church teachers, making sure they're organized, they got the information they need. I appreciate it. It's a blessing. Are you getting the idea? Thanking. Thanksgiving. Isn't it nice to be told thank you for something you do? Isn't it nice to be appreciated for something that you're doing, especially, you know, obviously good things? When you put your energy and your effort into something, your blood, your sweat, your tears, your time, your finances, all those things, when you're doing that stuff, it's nice to be appreciated. Well, it's the same thing with our Heavenly Father. He loves to be told thank you. Thank you, Father God, for all your wonderful blessings. Thank you, Father God, that I have food on my plate. Thank you, Father God, that I have a roof over my head. Thank you, Father God, that I have a job to go to to provide for my family, for myself. Thank you, Father God, for all your wonderful spiritual blessings. Thank you, Father God, for a pastor who cares for me, prays for me, watches over me, teaches 
me. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for a church to go to of like believers, a place I can safely feed on your word. Thank you, Father God, for your precious son, Jesus Christ, who has saved me, bought me, redeemed me, given me an opportunity to be in your presence. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. When Pastor Stephen Rattoad was here, how many of you were here for that when, when Pastor Stephen Rattoad came? Quite a few of you. Do you remember what he taught? He gave us the five P's for living a stress-free life. Five P's. Number one, pray. Number two, praise. The rest of them aren't important, so I didn't even write them down. No. But I wanted you to see that he taught at us that praise was one of five things that you can do to, be a, to live a stress-free life. It does something on the inside of you. It, it releases stress. But, but it's important to God. It's an important part of our relationship to God. Don't you remember, and I'm not by any means poking fun, but it really stuck with me that with his strong accent, that thank you comes out as thank you. Do you remember that? And again, I'm not making fun of him, but he said it probably 500 times in a row. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And it just stuck in me. But I thought it was really good because what a weird way that that just embedded in me. And I ain't ever going to forget that. So it's just kind of unique sometimes how the stuff gets stuck in us. But, but here's the title to my message today. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate like you would have no idea what you do here at Harvest Church. And the serving and the blessing that you are to not only us but to God. Thank you for your service. Thank you for being a part of Helps Ministry. Thank you for answering that call. So, what does praising God have to do with Helps Ministry and thanking you for serving in Helps Ministry? Did you know that your, your faithfulness to serve, your faithfulness to answer the call of God, your faithfulness to do what you do, causes a lot of thanksgiving to God. Did you know that? Probably not. And it's not like it's something that we necessarily go around boasting about or anything like that. But I know personally, I spend a good amount of time because it blesses me so much when people do what they do here at Harvest Church, thanking God for what you guys are doing. Thank you, Lord, for sending in children's church workers who can teach them kids, creative, they're fun, they're excited about it. I could never do that. I would be a disaster up there. It'd be bad. Thank you, Lord, for ushers who are serious about the safety of our kids, about the safety of our people, and the regular duties that they have to do. Thank you for that, Father God. Thank you, Lord, for nursery workers who are willing to take their time and watch over our kids and be a blessing to the families of those kids so that they can get in here and receive the word of God undistracted. Those of you that have kids, you know that if you were in here with your child, you would miss a lot. But that's a wonderful opportunity, a blessing to the people of Harvest Church. And I thank God for those people that do that stuff. And I know when Pastor and I get together every week, we get together once a week and we pray and we talk about different things. This is what we 99% of the time talk about. This is 99% of the time what we pray about. And we spend a lot of it thanking God. Thank you, Lord. We did our work night the other night. That just, that just blessed me. And I know you heard Pastor Rant and Rave about it too. I know it really blessed him. 
But it just blessed me that we had a huge list of things to do, and we had exactly the right amount of people, and we got that list done. And it was smooth. Everybody was doing their part. It just got taken care of. That would have taken me personally two full days of work to get done at least. And I wouldn't have done it with the same great detail and and ability that a lot of you have done it. It's just wonderful to see people do that. And it causes great thanksgiving to God. So not only is you serving a blessing to God and a blessing to Harvest Church, but your serving causes thanksgiving to God. And you know that blesses him all over again. So really, by serving and answering that call, you're, you're blessing God twice. It's a double whammy, if you want to call it that. <clears throat> now, I can't just teach about uh, helps ministry and not go back to the word and not remind you of the importance of your call, which obviously Thanksgiving and, and thanking you for that is part of that importance of your call. But I want to go to the word, so if you'll go to 2 Corinthians 12, 27 and 28. And while you're going there, and while you're looking that up, I want to ask you a couple questions. And if you're a guest with us today, you might not know Pastor the way some of the other ones have because of, you know, just getting to know him over the years or whatever it might be. So you're off the hook. I don't expect you to answer questions about somebody maybe you don't know so well, but... um, To those of you who know Pastor, let me ask you these questions. Is Pastor called of God to preach the word of God and to be a pastor? Wholehearted yes. Nobody in here disagrees. Anybody think that he is not called of God, that God has called him to preach the word of God? No. Everybody agrees that that's the truth. Okay, so is Pastor anointed by God to preach and to teach the word of God? Absolutely. Not only does the word state that, but we've seen him operate in the anointing. You've seen the anointing upon him and how God has worked through him. And probably many of you have personally experienced that, where he's maybe prayed for you, laid hands on you, whatever it might be, and the anointing of God hits you. Correct? So everybody would agree he's anointed by God to do what he does. Would you also agree that he's been given a special grace to do what he does as a pastor and things like that? a special God-given ability, you might say, to be a pastor? Absolutely. Yes, yes, and yes are the answers to those questions. Nobody would doubt that. Again, if you're a guest and you don't know him, that'd be one thing. But if you know pastor at all, there's no questioning his calling. There's no doubt in my mind that he's called, that he's anointed, and he's graced to be our pastor here at Harvest Church. No doubt in my mind. Okay, so let's go to 2 Corinthians, or 1 Corinthians, I'm sorry, 12 27 is 20. Did I say second earlier? I see everybody going, oh, crap. Sorry about that. 1 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians was our tie, or our offering message. 1 Corinthians is where we want to be now. So keeping in mind, pastor is called, pastor is anointed, pastor is grace. Let's look at 12, 27, and 28. Now you are all are the body of Christ and members individually. He's talking to us, everyone in this room. And God has appointed these in the church first, apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, administrations, varieties of tongues. So we have a listing here of the gifts or the positions, you might say, within the body of Christ, within the church, as you could call it. 
And in that list, we see apostles, second prophets, third teachers, and teachers and pastors are hand in hand. If you want a reference on that, you can turn to Ephesians 4.11. Don't don't do that now, but you can write that down. And in Ephesians 4.11, it gives this list, and it refers to pastors and teachers as one. So, therefore, we can throw pastors right in on this list just for the teaching sake of what we're doing this morning. So, God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers and pastors. After that, miracles, then gifts of help, uh, healings, helps, administrations, varieties of tongues. So, pastor is called, pastor is anointed, and pastor is graced. He's in that list. Helps is in that same list. You are called, you are are anointed, and you have been graced by God to do what you wanted, what you do here at Harvest Church. Well, I don't really feel any anointing or sense any anointing, and I sure don't really feel like I'm graced to do so. It's the Word. You might not feel it, and a good chance is, is because you didn't even realize it was there for you. And what I want you to get out of this morning is to realize there is a calling for you, there is an anointing for you, and there is a grace for you to do what God has called you to do. And I don't care what it is. If you're in the nursery and you're taking care of those babies, you will have an anointing and a grace to do that like no one else can do it. People will be like, man, they just got away with kids. That's the anointing. That's the grace of God to do that. Our children's church teachers, same thing. Whatever it might be. Our ushers, you guys are called, you're anointed, and God has given you a special grace to do what it is that he's called you to do. So do it. Do it. And if you don't feel it, and you don't necessarily think you have that, then it's the word. Go to it, believe it, and receive it. Right here receive that anointing from God. Say, God, I thank you that you have called me to Harvest Church. I thank you that you have called me to serve. And therefore, I thank you that you've anointed me and you've given me special grace to do just that. There are many a task that I've taken on over the years that I've had no clue what to do, whether it was here in church or, or even in the last how many years doing construction. I've cracked into new things I've never done before. But you know what? I'm confident that God has called me to do this. I'm confident that God has graced me to be a contractor. Therefore, I go to God and I say, Lord, thank you for your grace, your ability to do this job. And I always figure it out. Nothing special about me. That's the grace. That's the anointing of God. And that same thing is available to you and to every single person that's operating in helps. That's the guts of the church. So I encourage you to answer that call, get a hold of that anointing, and walk in that grace. And you will be blessed, and you will see things operating even more smooth than you've ever had in the past. Let me catch up on my notes here. Now, I also can't teach on helps without hitting one little thing. One little thing. promise this is it, and it's not even that big a deal. But there is one little area that we're kind of slipping in. We're kind of letting go, and it's not been quite on. And it's not just one area of helps ministry, but it's kind of happening in all areas. And so I want to take this opportunity so everybody 
Put your toes up under your feet. And I'll just turn this way and look because I don't want anybody thinking I'm talking to them specifically. But we're kind of always showing up a little late in our area of ministry. And so, I, and not everybody, and it's not, and again, it's not every specific, or it's not just one specific area, but it's kind of happening everywhere. And it kind of goes along with summer. You know, we hit the summer mode, we're kind of in vacation mode, and we kind of slow down and stuff. But I want to take this opportunity just to encourage you real quickly, make sure you're here on time, please. You know, for example, if, if it happens in the nursery, um, we've maybe got an usher that's got a baby, they're trying to hand off their baby so they can usher and there's nobody in there and then they're carrying their kid around ushering and you know what I mean? So it's important. We set those time frames and those guidelines to help everything flow together. And we kind of keep in, when we do those guidelines for those areas, we keep in mind every department and we try to figure out how to intermingle them all so everybody can do their part. So I just encourage you to do that. I've also asked the area leaders of of the different areas of helps ministry to hand out the guidelines again. Cause you know, we haven't done that in a long time and maybe you're not even sure what time am I supposed to be here? So after service, go to that person, whoever your area leader is and get the, um, guidelines from them. For example, mom does the, uh, nursery and the toddlers. So if you're serving in one of those areas, go see her. You can call her mom if you want. Maybe you want to go by Val. I don't think she's going to carry the way. <clears throat> if you were going to go to children's church, then you go to Courtney, or I call her hot mama. You probably better not. <laughs> you probably better not call her that. If you call her that, you're in trouble. No, I'm kidding. Anyway, so go to your area leader, get your guidelines again. Just refresh yourself. Read through that, and and get those guidelines in, embedded in you, so you kind of know what's going on. If you have questions, just ask. You know, we're not trying to kick you off into the dark, and sometimes I think we're so used to it and what's going on that we put somebody new in and we kind of forget they don't know what's going on. And so maybe we didn't give you all the info. Maybe you don't know what's going on. Just ask questions. I'd rather you ask questions and get the info up front so you know what's going on and, and you can better operate in that grace, better operate in that knowing, because, you know, you need the knowledge to do that. You need to know what you're trying to do or what your purpose, what your vision is. And we've got guidelines for every area that is basically laying out the vision for that area. So I encourage you, go see that person afterwards. Get that, get a hold of that. So we're going to get out early today. Is that all right with everybody? Anyway, as I kind of start bringing this to a close here this morning, I want to share with you one last kind of story, if you want to call it that. I haven't been to a ton of churches, and it's not like I purpose to go around and visit churches or whatever. I mean, this is my church, so I'm going to be here when the doors are open. But, you know, sometimes uh, nieces and nephews or whatever it might be have programs going on, and we go to another church to watch their Christmas program, things like that. Um, or we're, we're on vacation, and there's been times where we've found a church in that area and go to church that morning. Um, or, you know, uh, we went down to Superior, for example. As I go into a lot of these different churches, I notice several different things. And being geared to helps ministry, that's what I'm always watching, just to see if I can see something that they're doing that's great. Can we adopt that? You know, uh, if I get the chance to talk to somebody, I will, you know, and hear how they kind of operate those things, if they'll let me know what's going on. You know, it's just kind of neat to see that kind of stuff. Um, 
which I'll say I think we're kind of ahead of the game compared to a lot of them. We're on the ball, if you want to call it that. Um, but anyway, as I go to these different churches, there's a lot of different things I see. The biggest one is there's just a handful of people doing everything. And all the other people are just along for the ride. And you got, you know, a church of 500 people, and there's maybe 20, 30 of them, and they're run ragged because they're trying to organize all the children's programs. They're trying to get the uh, uh, bulletins out. You know, they're trying to usher. They're trying to receive the money. They're trying to, they're doing all the stuff. There's some churches where it's the pastor that's doing 99.9% of everything, and the poor guys ran ragged. You know, if you go to Ephesians, his job, the apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, their job is to equip the saints, that's us, to do the work of the ministry. Not them. They don't do the work of the ministry. They're equipping us. They're to teach us and show us how to do the work of the ministry. But unfortunately, in a lot of churches, it's the pastor doing the work of the ministry, along with trying to prepare messages, along with praying for the people, along with visiting people when they're in the hospital, all these different things. I would much rather, because I know pastor's heart and and prayer, and I know he prays an effective, effective, fervent prayer of God, I would much rather have him praying for me than I hear pushing a lawnmower around. Now, sometimes I have to fight with him to remind him to put that lawnmower down because <laughs> he likes to serve, too. He wants to be a part of it. But, but he's really done a great job of letting a lot of that go. And you guys have really done a great job of picking up the slack, if you want to call it that. But anyway, as, you, as I visit these different churches, I see all these different things. And it is really, just especially in this last year, my eyes have really been opened to how blessed we are here at Harvest Church. We probably got over 90% of people doing stuff. That's amazing. That is phenomenal. And that is, it, it's just, it's awesome. And, and I've kind of, you know, in the past, I can find myself frustrated because we have one area that we're running a little short on help, and it's just like, man, if we could just get somebody to do that and get some help in that area or or I'd love to do this, but we hardly have enough for all these other areas, let alone if we tried to do this one. But I've kind of started tw- you know, thinking and realizing a little different here lately is, man, we are blessed here at Harvest Church. We have a faithful people who faithfully serve in all kinds of different areas. I mean, I didn't add up the different areas that we have and how many different spots are filled, yada, 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 yada. That's not, I'm not trying to pump numbers per se. But it is amazing to me the faithfulness of the people. And and that's something Pastor and I have spent a lot of time talking about probably the last six months is is how faithful the people of Harvest Church are. And instead of praying as much for for extra help and help us with this God, work on their hearts, yada, yada, all these things. Yeah, we pray for that. But instead of praying that as much, we are now spending more time going, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the faithful people of Harvest Church. Thank you, Lord, for filling all those positions and having every area taken care of by people who not only serve, but they're serving because they really want to do that. They really understand the importance of that calling. They really understand 
that they have an anointing of God. They really understand that they are graced by God to do so. So the short end of it today is thank you for what you do at Harvest Church. Yeah, there's things we can always improve on. We've all got that. But overall, you guys are wonderful people who are truly a blessing to Harvest Church, are truly a blessing to pastor, and I can say are truly a blessing to me to have all these areas taken care of. And I appreciate what you do, and I appreciate when I come to you and I ask you to do something. You don't balk. You just do it. You know, for example, I can't help but point out this one thing because I think it's neat how God works things out. But we have these different areas. For example, we get flies in our fixtures real bad, real bad. It's always been a source of frustration, especially the pastor. It really bugs him. And I was praying about who in the world do I ask to come out here literally every other week, if not once a week, to suck flies out of the fixtures. What a yucky job. Up and down a ladder 400 times, fighting it around the chairs, smelling the dead flies in the vacuum cleaner as that thing coughs them up and all these things. And Carl, Fieldbirth keeps coming to mind. And I'm like, geez, what a horrible job. And here it is, a guy who's smart, intelligent, can do so many wonderful things in the church, and I'm going to stick him on fly duty. Good luck, Carl. Have fun. Hope you enjoy that one. That's kind of what's going through my mind, you know. And, and so I thought, okay, you know, the guy's good for that kind of stuff. He's comfortable on a ladder. You know, I wouldn't want to stick somebody who's not comfortable going up a ladder and sticking their melon in the fixtures and stuff like that. So I asked him to do it, not even a hesitation. I'll get it done. I'll get it done. Well, we have fought this from day one. From day one, we've always had bugs in the fixtures. Look at this guy. Immediately comes up with a resolution how to cure it. He gets up there, and he seals the fixtures up. Yeah, it takes a little extra time, but he's smart. He's smart. He's going to spend years sucking light, sucking flies out of these stupid fixtures. He knows that if he puts a little time in now, he's off the hook later. He's getting out of this job. He ain't going to do this forever. He's smart. But he had, he had a revelation that's been sitting there for years. Years upon years upon years we have been struggling with this. And he gets this simple revelation on how to cure it. That's why you were supposed to do that. I never came up with that. Nobody's ever come up with that. What a simple fix. And I don't see any. It's been weeks. He hasn't had to suck any flies out of these. Now, he hasn't made it all the way, so don't look back there and all this stuff. Just quit and leave him alone. But he's doing that. And that's a blessing. I mean, that's, that's why not all the time you're going to even understand, why am I getting asked to do this? Just go to God. Okay, Lord, you've called me to do this. Leadership's asked me to do this. So, therefore, I believe I have an anointing to do it and a grace to do it. Give me wisdom. Give me understanding. Give me revelation on how to do this, Father. The same thing with Nate. He took over all the mowing and stuff. Uh, I used to do all of that. And I got towards the end. I wasn't given it the time it needed. He's now doing it. That's been a huge blessing. Huge blessing to me. The pressure's off. I don't have to deal with that no more or, or, or put time and energy into it. And he's taking it to a whole new level. He does it with, he's got it so much more organized than I ever did. It was a half disastrous situation when I had it going on. And that's a blessing to me. That's huge. That's awesome. And I appreciate that. And, all, and there's so many of you that are doing that stuff. And I, I know I, if I didn't call you out specifically, I'm sorry. It's not because I don't think you're doing anything here. It's just, you know, 
we could go on for hours. I could. I could go around a room and point at every one of you and say thank you for something you do here because you all do something. And you all use your, your, even your natural talents, the, the natural giftings that you have. For example, Craig took some time, went over and put some new fixtures in on the south building to get us up to code, replace some of those old junky ones that are constantly burning out, ballast problems, yada, yada, yada. He, he just did that himself. He just took it upon himself and did it. That's a huge blessing. He takes his own talents and gifts that he has and uses them to bless the body of Christ. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. We are truly blessed here at Harvest Church. So again, the short end of it today, my message is helps ministry. Thank you. Thank you for what you do. Thank you for your service. If you're not doing anything and you want to get involved, come see me. We've always got things we can plug you into. We'll be happy to do that. If you are serving and you got questions, you can come see me. You can go see your area leader. And please, on your way out, do check in with them. Get that piece of paper just as a refresher of your guidelines of what's going on. And if you got any questions, just ask. But truly, from the bottom of my heart, from the bottom of pastor's heart, thank you. And I thank God for what you do here at Harvest Church. Amen.